Hello, welcome to Emmet, my podcast. I'm Justice and Safwa. It's been a while since I last recorded. I don't think I even remember the last time. And when I say I don't remember, then it's really bad. I think it's been four weeks. Yeah, I think four weeks now. And yeah, welcome to my podcast again. The song you can hear in the background is Shalom Aleichem. It's one of the Shabbat songs. It's to welcome angels. Okay, the song is primarily about angels. Don't get scared. It's to welcome, yes, guests for Shabbat. Not that it's Shabbat, but Shabbat is one of my favorite days of the calendar because I was born on the Shabbat. And yeah, next week, yes, next week, Torah portion is a more and Parashat more talks about uh, the Moedim, the appointed times of God and the first of them is Shabbat, then new moons, then then the feast so hopefully next week, yes I'm promising this time, hopefully I'll fulfill my promise, we'll talk about the appointed times starting from Shabbat but this week's episode in this week's episode, I'm going to talk about, or we are going to learn about, the second month of the year, on, in the biblical year, that is. And we'll talk about Torah. Torah. Yes, let me not put my Hebrew accent out. We're going to talk about Torah as well. What Torah is. And, yes, spoiler alert. Torah isn't law per se, but something else we are going to talk about that in this episode and i promise to talk about the letter dalit but i'd like to put that on hold because it seems i have been told that i spend a lot of time talking so this podcast is going to be shorter than previous episodes so let's begin well normally i begin with my weekend but this weekend wasn't that eventful albeit liverpool won on time side yeah we won on time side Tyneside is where Newcastle is. Newcastle actually is called Newcastle upon Tyne. Tyne is the river that flows in the middle of the city. Like Liverpool, like in Liverpool, there is a river called Mersey. So, yes. And let me continue. Let me play one of my favorite songs. It's actually a psalm. Psalm 96. Psalm 96 is called Shiru Ladunai and you can enjoy it from the background and let me read for you in Hebrew Psalm 96 I'm opening it in Hebrew and I'll read it to you so you can enjoy the song as I give you the lyrics Shiru Ladonai, Shir Hadash, Shiru Ladonai, Kol Haaret, Shiru Ladonai, Barahushmo, Basru Miyomli, Basru Miyom, Miyomli, Yeshua to Saprova Goim Lake. Oh, sorry, I'm reading faster than normal. 
it let me begin i'm actually family because i'm actually singing the song in my head so i'm combining two things at the time shiro ladonai shir hada shiro ladonai kol haaret shiro ladonai barahushmo basru miyom li yom yeshuato sapru vagoim kevodo bechol haamim niflotav nora no kigad Kigadol Adonai Umha Umhulal Mayod Nora Nora Hul Alf El. <laughs> That's the last part. It's ninety six verse one to four. Call her Shirul Adonai Barahushamo. Basru miyom liyom yeshuato sapru vagoyim kevodo bechol haamini flotav kigadol adonai Don't mind my ugly voice, okay? Yes, you enjoyed my ugly voice. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. If you do, fire will burn you. <laughs> so let's go straight ahead. So, in the I think in my first second episode, we talked about the calendar. Well, we didn't talk a lot about it, but I mentioned the months of the year. And the second month of the year, according to Torah, is called Iyar. In previous episodes, I told you how the names were gotten. The Torah doesn't give names, okay? But a few months. Like the first month, according to Torah, is Aviv. And Aviv literally means spring. So we are we, we know that the biblical calendar always begins on the, begins in spring. The second month is the Torah calls it Ziv. Okay. I think that is found in the Book of Kings. I'm not so sure. It's called Ziv, and Ziv literally means radiance. It's found in First Kings chapter six, verse one, and verse six, chapter thirty-seven. It means radiance or light. So the second month of the year, according to Torah, is Iyar. Iyar, spelled Aleph Yud Yudresh, or some spell it Aleph Yudresh. And Iyar, one of the derivatives of the word Iyar is or an or means light in genesis 1 3 i know this verb verbatim don't worry vayomer elohim yehi or and god said let there be light and there was light or light is a derivative the word er is a derivative of the word or which means light and the song you can hear in the background now is Zamru Adonai. Zamru Adonai Bekino Bekino. Yes, that is Psalm 98, verse 5 to 8. Yes, Zamru Adonai. 
shofar. It's, it talks about singing with instruments, and one of the instruments there is a shofar. You heard me mention a shofar. So back to ER. ER means light. So it's a month of light and of radiance. And if, if you know a little bit about the tabernacle in the wilderness, you know the arrangements of the tribes from Kedem, from the east, is first Judah, okay, then the next is Issachar. The arrangements of the, of the tribes around the tabernacle in the wilderness is parallel to the months of the year. So the first month, Nisan, is Judah. The second, Issachar, is Iyar. So the tribes, the tribe designated to the month of Iyar is Issachar. And we all know of the sons of Issachar. They knew the times. They understood the times. They were knowledgeable people. They were people with light. Yes, let me brag a little. I was born in ER. Okay, I am an ER born. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a person with light and knowledge, but something I'm proud of. <laughs> so yes, ER light. And in the previous episode, remember I talked about the civil calendar and the religious calendar. The religious calendar is the Torah calendar. Okay. That begins with Nisan, then Iyar ends with Elul. Oh, yes. Sorry, and ends with Adar. And there's the civil calendar which begins with Tishrei and ends with Elul. As the month, as we enter the new month, I'll talk about each month and what it has for anyone who wants to know something about it. And yes, I've mentioned Ziv. And Ziv means radiance, and that is what the tor- that is what you find in the Bible. Okay, you won't find ER in your Bible. What you find is Ziv. ER, like I said in the previous episodes, the names were gotten when they got to Babylon. So some say, so what is in 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 Kings you find Ziv. So Chodesh Ziv or the month of Ziv. Some say. It's because, hold on, what did I write here? Some say Iya ushers in spring, okay, bringing, li- bringing bright colors and sunshine, full of light, full of light. Iya means light and is related to the word or. The Midrash, okay, I'm, I'll talk about Torah after this, so you know what the Midrash is. Even though I haven't prepared notes on that for now. The Midrash explains that it was named for the manna which began to fall during year. If if you know a bit of tradition, you'd know a bit of timelines, Jewish timelines. So manna started falling in the month of ER, a month after they left Egypt. And a song in the background is Lechadodi. Yes, next week. I, I promise to talk about Shabbat because it's parashat and more. And oh yeah, let me excuse me. Shamor vezachor. Parashat and more, by the way, begins from Leviticus twenty-one verse one to twenty-four verse twenty-three. And you know, Leviticus twenty-three talks about God's times, God's appointed times. 
so we'll talk about those ones next week and by the way this week's portion is called kedoshim holy ones don't worry i only know them because i study every week <laughs> now that i know them i've memorized them i love lechadodi so much it's 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 one of the best love songs i know yeah not that time i'm a mr romantic <laughs> After this, I'll play another rendition with a different tune. You'd you'd understand why I love the song so much. Anyways, let's proceed. The Midrash explains that it was named for the manna which began to fall during ER. And I've mentioned that manna began to fall in the month of ER. And the manna was, was radiant, okay? Remember, Jesus said, Jesus talked, he said, talked about the manna that fell in the wilderness that it was him and they were eating of him and they were partaking of him so in er we partake of radiance we partake of light we partake of knowledge and yes the Akkadian equivalent of er is ayaru and it means a flower a blossoming flower and flowers blossom with light if you know a little bit of a little bit about flowers even though there are flowers which bloom in darkness. Only a few of them do that. And yes, in ER, there is the second Passover. I know, where from second Passover, I'm sure one out of ten of my listeners would know that there's actually something as the second Passover. It's called Pesach Sheni. And Pesach Sheni is recorded in numbers chapter 9 i'd want to read that i'd want to read that i'm opening my bible now don't do mind my ugly voice okay so numbers and by the way, Numbers, the book of Numbers in Hebrew is called Bamidbar. And it means in the wilderness. So, Tanakh. And Tanakh is an acronym which stands for Torah, Nevi'im, and Ketuvim. Numbers, the book of Numbers. I need to wear my glasses. So, Numbers chapter 9. Good. I'm here. So I'm reading from Numbers chapter 9, verse 1 to... Okay, I'll get when I get there, I'll stop. The Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai on the first new moon of the second year following the exodus from the land of Egypt, saying... So, based on Jewish timelines, that would be the year 2449. They left Egypt in 2448. So... Let the Israelite people offer the Passover sacrifice as at its set time. You shall offer it on the 14th day of the month. At twilight, at its set time, you shall offer it in accordance with all its rules and rights. I need to wear my glasses. These are too small for me. Moses instructed the Israelites to offer the Passover sacrifice. And they offered the Passover sacrifice in the first month, on the 14th day of the month, at twilight, in the wilderness of Sinai, just as the, just as the Lord had commanded Moses, so the Israelites did. 
but there were some men who were unclean for by reason of a corpse and could not offer the passover sacrifice on that day appearing that same day before moses and aaron those men said to them unclean though we are by reason of a corpse why must we be debarred from presenting the lord's offering at its set time with the rest of the israelites moses said to them stand by and let me hear what instructions the lord gives about you so let me play the next song as this one ends yes this is the other like hadodi i'd want you to hear just listen to me and enjoy the tune as you listen to so and the lord spoke to moses saying let the israelite people speak to the israelite people saying when any of you or when any of you or of your posterity who are defiled by a corpse or are on a long journey would offer a passover sacrifice to the lord they shall offer it in the second month on the 14th day of the month at twilight they shall eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs and they shall off- they shall not leave any of it until they shall not leave any of it over until morning they shall not break a bone of it they shall offer it in a strict accord with the law of the passover sacrifice but if a man who is clean and not on a journey refrains from offering the passover sacrifice that person sh- shall be cut off from his king that isn't what i want to talk about so enter chapter verse 12 yes that's the tune okay we'll talk about next week so what this is saying is there were people in the camp of the israelites okay who were not clean or who had traveled or yes they were not clean to partake of the first passover which was on the 14th of nisan just last month and those people were exempted from passover so they went to moses and asked him why can't why why isn't hashem why isn't god giving us an opportunity to present our offerings to him and moses inquired of the lord and the lord told him that he should institute the second passover for the unclean ones to partake of his offering so pesach sheni is a time it, the lesson here is a second chance okay no matter how bad you think no matter how bad you think you are you are always given a second chance and this is seen in the second passover so you should also learn to give people second chances a third a fourth a fifth but it doesn't mean you should yes this is person to person relation not to god god is always giving us second chances yes forgive the person give him a second chance but if you feel that the person if you feel <laughs> i'm getting a bit personal here some people think i'm getting personal here i'm not getting personal yes it's 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 right to give people the second chance but if you still take it for granted just forgive them and move on with your life i'm not saying it's bad giving people second chances actually great giving a person a second chance this is person to person by the way that if the person still takes you for granted just move on and forgive the person and be friends with the person that's all 
second chances are crucial. Hashem gives us a second chance always by means of the blood. Oh yeah, I forgot to say Passover, Pesach. One of the meanings of Pesach is speaks. Okay, the blood that speaks. In Hebrews, you know that the blood of Christ speaks greater mysteries, speaks greater things than the blood of Abel. Yes, that is Pesach. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I've promised to talk about appointed times beginning next week. So I'll try and do my best to exhaust that <laughs> from all angles. So yes, we've talked about Pesach Sheni. Maybe next week I'll talk about... No, 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 no. Pesach Sheni is 14th day of the month. Today is the second day of the month. So it should be in 12 days time. That will be in two weeks. So when I guess there, I'll mention it. I'm sure by then I'll be talking about Pesach. So the next song... What is the next song? What is the next song? What is the next song? I'm not going to play You'll Never Walk Alone. Don't worry. But you can listen to us tomorrow as we sing against Barcelona Tanfield. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. Thumbs down. You are giving me a thumbs down. So, what song next? Let me play Micha Mocha. By Eliana Aaron. Oh yeah, I enjoy good music, okay? So don't be surprised. And as part of learning my Hebrew, okay, I sing Hebrew songs to improve my Hebrew. Not that I am a freak or anything. I just enjoy it. Ah, so micha mocha. So let's proceed. The last thing about ER I want to talk about is what the mystics say about ER. They say ER is an acronym and it stands for Ani Hashem Rofecha or Ani Adonai Rofecha or Ani Yahweh Rofecha. It means I am the Lord your healer. That is in Exodus 15 verse 26. Let me read it in, in English. Yeah, I know I have a terrible voice, but, but I enjoy good music. Saturday nights are always music nights, so you can join me one Saturday night. So, so verse 15, verse 26, Exodus, Shmut. He said, if you will heed the Lord your God diligently, doing what is upright in his sight, giving ear to his commandments, and keeping all his laws, then it will not then I will not bring upon you any of the diseases that I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your healer. You know that you know that portion of scripture, right? Who is like you? Who is like you, Lord, in Exodus? So yes, so Exodus fifteen twenty six, the last portion. I am the for I, I the Lord am your healer. Reads in Hebrew, Ani Adonai Rofecha or Ani Hashem Rofecha. And the first, there are three words. Okay, Ani and the sacred name of God, Yud Hey Vav Hey. And Rofecha. Ani begins with an Aleph. God's sacred name begins with a Yud. And Rofecha begins with a Resh. 
So Aleph Yud Resh Yar. So this month is basically a month of healing. That's what the mystics teach us. You see, Yar is a month of healing. So not only is Yar a month of healing, you've learned something. It's a month of light, a month of knowledge, okay, revelation. If 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 you want revelation, you can pluck into the the you can pluck into the spirit of ER. I don't you can pluck into the riches, okay, the revelation in the atmosphere. If if you are someone who enjoys knowledge, who enjoys revelation, you can pluck into this atmosphere, you can pluck into this month and who knows what might happen you <laughs> you'd be you'd be so you'd be you'd be someone we would all be learning from okay that is er for you i know i didn't talk a lot about it but hey my sponsors in quotes are saying i shouldn't talk a lot because if i am to talk a lot i don't think one recording can handle it so that is it for er now the next subject torah Torah, Torah, it's 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 a bit controversial. Okay, at times I get really annoyed when people say Torah is law, and we do not live under the law. So, so if you don't live under any law, how is your life regulated? It's 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 it always beats my mind, and it makes me sad when people short-sightedly say that Torah is law. And we are no longer under the law. It makes me sad. Deep inside, it makes me really, really sad. So let's know. Let's get to know what Torah is. So next song. Next, okay. I'm going to take. I'm going to ask people henceforth to to tell me which songs to play. And my new friend Mod likes jesus culture so i'm playing a jesus culture song for her so this is my uh, this is actually my favorite show me your glory i remember the first time <laughs> i remember after i started studying hebrew i got so soaked up in this song that i couldn't stop listening to it and moses moses said show me your glory and he continued to Kim Walker continues to say, I long to look on the face of the one that I love. I long to stay in his presence. That's where I belong. Those are actually my favorite lines of the song. And whenever I quote it, people think, well, Justice is obsessed with her girl. That's well. Ah, that was Hey, let me not say anything further. So enjoy Show Me Your Glory by Kim Walker. It's my favorite song. If, if, if you are someone who knows your Bible, you know that this song spans the entire Bible. It talks about Moses, talks about Torah, and talks about Jesus, New Testament. So it's practically talking about the entire Bible. If, if, if you know what she is saying, if you know what Kim Walker is saying, you'd appreciate it more. So let's continue. Torah, I talk too much, I know. I see the cloud. So my teacher Jeff Benner, okay, has taught me a lot in recent times and he's making me appreciate words, Hebrew words, the culture of the people and how words are and how the words are chosen and how the words are used. Every word in Hebrew 
speaks of the culture of the people, the nomadic nature of the people. The people were nomads, yes. Abraham, the first Hebrew, well, yes, I wouldn't want to use that, but it, from Abraham up to Rabbi Shaul or Paul, the people lived a nomadic lifestyle. So let's begin. The Hebrew word Torah, that is Strong's, yes, these days I am enjoying a lot of the Strong's words. And, and I'm using a Septuagint alongside, so it's making things in the New Testament come to life better. And I'm appreciating the New Testament, even though my Greek is really, 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 really terrible. I'm sure in the next, uh, after three years, after three years, I will be able to study Greek and like to appreciate Greek too. But for now, I'm sticking with my Hebrew. <laughs> the Hebrew word Torah, that is Strong's word, 840. 8,451. So the 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 strongs words, okay. They are in order from Aleph to Tav. The bigger the number, the it it increases with the Aleph bet. So Aleph ranges from say zero from one to say a certain number. So the bigger numbers are letters from let us down the end so eight four five one is torah spelled tav vav resh he it's usually translated into the english word law because of this translation there is a great misunderstanding of what torah truly is torah is not law torah is not law when we use the word law we assume a certain me- a certain meaning and concept of the word that is not present in the Hebrew scriptures. So now let's get more biblical. Let us start by looking at the etymology of the Hebrew word Torah so that we may better understand its true definition. The word Torah comes from the Hebrew word Jara. That is Strong's word three three eight four. Kim is saying, swear I belong. Yes, and it's a verb which means to flow. Yara is a verb which means to flow or throw something. It is no wonder the Jewish sages say in the Talmud that ain't mayim ela Torah. Ain't mayim ela Torah. There is no water like Torah. So Torah flows. And, 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 and in their mystical texts, they teach that. The Torah flows from it flows from a source known as Chokmah, wisdom. The Torah flows from wisdom. And if, if if you know a bit of your Bible, you know that wisdom is the beginning, and the beginning was Christ. So Chokmah is Mashiach. So Torah flows from Mashiach. That is beautiful. I remember. A friend of mine, Daniel, asked me back in 2017 to, to use, to explain something. I don't know, but he wanted me to use Chokmah Bina and that to explain something for him in a messianic way. And Chokmah, if you know your Jewish mysticism, you know Chokmah Bina and that are the three top, the three top most sephirot. And I... Honestly, that day I didn't have anything in mind, but when I started, things started flowing, and I just flowed, and I, to some extent, was right. I was glad that day. <laughs> so yes, 
It means to flow. Yara means to flow. This can be a flowing of an arrow from an archer's bow or the flowing of a finger to point at a, out a direction. Nouns are derived from the verb by making one or two changes to the verb root. For instance, when the yud, the letter yud is replaced by an by a yud, sorry, by a verb and a mem. The letter mem is added to the front of the word. The noun more. Okay, we get the noun more. Uh, mem vav resh he. It means a teacher or someone who does the flowing. More is someone who does the flowing. This can be this can be an archer who flows an arrow, a teacher who flows his finger to point out the way the student is to go in the walk of life. I really should have put on my glasses, honestly. Another noun is formed the same way except that a tav is placed at the front of the word instead of a mem. And we and yes, and when that is done, tav vav resh he we get Torah. So Torah is what flows. So Torah is what is flowed by the moray. And the moray is a teacher. Remember, when Jesus was on earth, he was a teacher. A teacher of the law himself. They called him Rabbi. Some called him Rabboni. I'm not here to talk about Rabboni and Rabbi. But we know he was a teacher. This can be the arrow from the archer or the teachings and instructions from the teacher. The Hebraic definition of Torah is a set of instructions from a father to his children. Violation of these instructions are disciplined in order to foster obedience and train his children. Notice how the word Torah is translated in the new NIV translation in the following passage. So I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. First, Proverbs 1.8. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching or your mother's Torah. Your mother's Torah. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. Keep, do not forget my Torah. And David said in Psalm 119, that your Torah, that your law, that your teaching is life. Your Torah is life. The purpose of parents, of a parent's Torah is to teach and bring the children to maturity. If the Torah is violated out of disrespect or defined disobedience, the child is punished. If the child desires to follow the instructions out of a loving obedience but falls short of the expectations, the child is con- commended the effort and counseled on how to perform the instructions better the next time unlike torah law is a set of rules from a government and and binding on a community violation of these rules require punishment with this type of law there is no room for teaching either the law was broken with the penalty of punishment or it was not broken so that is how certain in quotes christians like to see torah they see they think when torah is broken and they limit themselves to they, they, they think torah is the law okay well they think torah is the law of moses and hold on the law of moses was the law of god moses didn't on his own didn't set any laws they were all inspired by god and i don't see why certain people would want to think that that Moses sat down and invented laws himself. 
Jesus, I'm always telling people, a man came to see Jesus in Mark 12. I love this scripture. And he asked him, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus didn't say something new. He quoted what they already knew from the Torah. And I just read a portion of it this morning. In Leviticus 19 verse 18, where it says, Love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus started by saying, Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, Be'ahavta et Adonai Elohecha, Be'chol levavcha, Be'chol nafshecha, Be'chol miyodecha. And he added, Be'ahavta le'reaka kamocha, Love your neighbor as yourself. First he started saying, Hear O Israel, the Lord our God is one. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with your everything, or with all yourself, with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. He quoted those from Deuteronomy 6 and Leviticus 19. He, he, and the Old Testament, or sorry, the New Testament, the writings of Paul, if you analyze them critically, you realize that he quoted questions from the Torah. He quoted portions not just from the Torah, but from other portions of the Old Testament. So it, 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 it saddens my heart when people see the old testament as something old and think the new testament is very new actually in hebrew new testament i've always said this is brit hadasha and the word hadash doesn't mean something new out of the new out of something very very new it means renewed so if something is renewed it means something existed before and you took the old and polished it up and got something new it doesn't in itself make the thing new but it's polished it's kind of like buying a second-hand bag. I don't want to see the meat as many second-hand, but no, I'm just creating an anecdote. So you buy something, polish it up, make it very good, and sell it. That is how the New Testament is like. I'm not saying it's, it's I'm not demeaning the New Testament, by the way, disclaimer. So God, as our Heavenly Father, gives His children His Torah in the same manner as parents give their Torah to their children, not in the manner as a government does to its citizens. Psalm 94 verse 12, Blessed is the man you discipline, O Lord, the man you teach from your Torah. So, let's continue. In Deuteronomy, where is the scripture again? Let me look for it. It reads in Hebrew, Eleha, Eleha, Hukim, Veha, Meshpatim, forgotten the other one. Laws. Hold on, please. Aha, Veha, Edot, Testimonies. Now they are all coming to mind now. Now let me look for that scripture. So when you take Torah, okay, you can you can you can you can you can you can divide Torah into three portions. I'm going to mention them quickly. Yes, I found the scripture, Deuteronomy four. Deuteronomy. <laughs> yeah, let me go a bit American. Deuteronomy. In Hebrew, by the way, it's called Devarim. 
Is it four? Four, four, four. Where are you? I hope it's the right scripture. Oh, okay, yes. Now let me read it in Hebrew. It reads, Eleha edot veha hukim veha mishpatim. These are decrees, laws, and sorry, these are ordinances, judgments, and testimonies. I tried teaching my friends once. Well, I think I have five minutes to go. I hope I'm able to find that quickly and talk about it. I tried teaching my friends, but they weren't, they didn't seem interested. So, well, what is this? Yes, there are statutes, there are testimonies, and there are, in quotes, judgments. I'm mentioning them quickly. I'm not going to talk more about it. I know some of you know them in details more than I do. So I'm just going to mention them quickly. So, Meshpatim, or you'd like to call them judgments. They are moral, ethical commandments. Popularly, yes, and they are, pop- they are moral and ethical commandments. Disobeying the Meshpatim usually results in some form of condemnation and punishment whether by a human court or by a divine retribution. And there are edot, okay, the testimonies, the feast days. I'm saying, I said next week, I'm going to talk about feast days. Feast days and other rituals that testify to some important spiritual truth. Those are edot, testimonies. The edot are important because they remind us of God's presence, God's faithfulness, God's holiness, and the privileges and duties we have as his children. Obeying the adult strengthens and reinforces the spiritual realities which they represent. Those are the adults. And they are hukim. They are commandments that are prescribed or appointed for reasons. Some people believe for reasons only known by God. Like, let me give you a <laughs> let me give you an example. There is the shatnets. That's the shatnets is the it's a law. Yes, I think I read about that today in this this week's Torah portion, Kedoshim, you are not supposed to wear wool and linen, okay? Wool and linen, not together. That those are that is one of the hukim. And the dietary laws, eating, going kosher, those are hukim. Some say they are only known by God, but I think science can prove it. I know that certain people have proven why you can't wear the, you can't wear wool and linen together but from the start they since back then science hadn't advanced people didn't know well i am still of the opinion god is the only one who really 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 knows why he enforced he he imposed those laws on on his children in the bible but well yeah that's all i have to say but there's more to talk about there's more to say on torah maybe some other time i'll go further but for now that is torah you've learned that torah is instruction god the instruction god gives you is a torah for you it's not it's not as the people as certain people make it seem okay any instruction god gives you is a torah any instruction your father gives you is a torah to you so torah yes that should mean that torah existed before Moses. So so Torah is older than Moses because Abraham listened to God. God gave 
Abraham instructions. God taught Abraham. Those were Abraham's Torah. So Torah is older than Moses. So I do not want you, after this episode, thinking that Torah began with Moshe. Even in the garden, there was Torah. Before the garden, there was Torah. So by now, you should know Torah is Mashiach. Ah, yes. Anyways. I think I'd want to, sorry. Ah, I hope you've learned something. You know something about the month of ER and Torah. And in our next episode, next week, I'd want to begin with the appointed times, Moedim. So we'll talk about Shabbat first, and we'll continue reading from Leviticus 23. Okay, Leviticus 23, I think, begins with new moons, then Shabbat. Okay, the days, then Shabbat, then the feast. So we'll, talk, we'll take them one by one and talk about them. If if I'd have to chip in something from, oh yeah, I promised to talk about Midrash. So Midrash, okay, next week. Sorry, I didn't talk about Midrash. But at this juncture, let me leave with one of my songs. I'd like to end. Which song? Which song should I play? Oh yeah, and I love Christine DiMarco as well. But let me sign out with this new song by Kimoka Smith. Just be. It's a really good song. So enjoy. I